Whenever you're ready. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Hey everybody, it's the old captain here, and uh, I gotta talk quietly, although I can move the microphone up to the mouth here. I gotta talk quietly, because uh, even though it is the Clary Podcast, uh, the family I'm crashing with, um, apparently they, they got like kids and school and jobs in the morning, and they go to bed early. I mean, what time is it here? <clears throat> Phoenix time, it, it's 10.40 now. These guys have been in bed for an hour already. And, uh, woo! <laughs> hey, I was, let me tell you a funny little story. Every once in a while, the captain opens up. He opens up and he lets you see a soft side. Let me tell you a little soft side of the story of the old captain here. So, um, my Mexican agent in the field who lives in San Antonio, she has this little daughter. And I've met the kid on the way out when I was doing my motorcycle ride. And, uh, this charming little young lady. I don't think I've ever told the story, but um, unfortunately, it's a single mom, and she had to drop the kid off. And in San Antonio, they have this 24-7 hour daycare. So, and I think it's a brilliant idea, actually, because that way, like your dogs, you drop them off at doggy daycare, you drop these kids off at this 24-7 babysitting child care. And that allows you and your husband to go out on a date and I get a little bit of you time. You don't have to worry about a babysitter. You don't have to scramble at the last moment. You just drop your kid off. They got like, you know, things for kids, movies, food, and all that. So I met this gal. Uh, we went out for drinks and dinner. Uh, met a buddy of hers. And she had to pick me up because I think she was driving me and her buddy. And um, plus it was cold as hell at night. And so uh, I didn't want to really drive. Anyway, so she she picked me up. She had to drop me off, but she had to pick up her daughter late at night uh, from the daycare or babysitting a twenty four seven babysitting operator about eleven, you know, so a little bit late uh, for the for the daughter, but not too late for adults. And um, that's how I met this this precious, intelligent, brilliant young woman. That brilliant, and you'll see why she's so intelligent. So this kid's only I think three or four, and knowing. You know, especially when I was a kid and, and, you know, you see your parents and they're, here comes another adult that they're dating, especially when you're younger. And especially, I imagine, if you're a girl, you don't know who these guys are. You don't know who these people are. Who is this guy? Who And, and I can understand males who are three times, the seven, four times the size of you easily. They can be somewhat intimidating. So I always try to get on the good side of kids. And I know how to do this because I never grew up. I did not forget what it was like to be a kid. So here's this poor little girl. She's sleeping. They're sleepy. And she's got a little blanket and everything. And so um, I, 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 she introduces me to her daughter. And I'm like, well, hello, young lady. I stick my hand out. And she's very, she's barely awake. So <clears throat> I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll put her in the back seat. She'll probably fall asleep. Well, she kind of actually starts waking up a bit. And so um, her mom's asking her questions, this and that. And to knowing kids, 
because I was one, and you, you asshole adults have all forgotten. I ask her, I say, uh, well, did you get ice cream for dinner? And she looked at me, I could kind of see it, you know, because they're in the back, I kind of look. I say, did you get ice cream for dinner? She says, no. I say, what do you mean you didn't get ice cream for dinner? And she says, well, you can't have ice cream for dinner. I say, yes, you can. You can have ice cream for dinner. She says, no, you can't. I say, I was always fed ice cream for dinner. She said, well, you're not supposed to have ice cream for dinner. You have to wait for that for dessert. I say, no, no. Has your mom always told you that? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, your mom's lying. She doesn't. <laughs> My mom let me have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now this is where the kid gets smart. The kid says, well, that's bad for you. And I'm like, what are they teaching kids? You're supposed to always go for the ice cream. Look, kid, I threw you this softball right over the plate. All you had to do was hit it and start making arguments that you should get ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So we, we go back and forth about the ice cream for dinner, and uh, I forget what else, but once once you get it, then they, they talk, and, and so she's talking. So uh, we have to drop me off at my uh, hotel, and as a good luck charm, I had a, a little minion doll strapped to the back of my motorcycle. And by this time, the girl's up, and she's obviously awake. So uh, we pull up, and the, the door's right there, and, and then um, I say, well, do you want to see the motorcycle? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, it's ready to pull up. So she gets off. Is, I don't I can't remember if she sat on I did take her for a ride the next day, though, but I can't remember if she sat on So she's looking at you. Of course, she spots the minion. How can you not spot the minion? And she's like, you have a minion. And I'm like, yeah, it's for good luck. That's Kevin or Steve or Bill or whatever. They, they, they don't have names uh, specific to them. And so uh, she had to get back. I said, well, there's a more. I got to go to bed. And I say, well, it was very nice meeting you. I stick my hand out to shake her, her hand. And she comes up. She just hugs my leg. And she says, I love you. And I'm like, <laughs> I pat the girl on the head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like you too, kid. It's a little quick from zero to love in one car ride. but <laughs> So that's not the best part. I got to tell you the best part. So the best part, um, the the gal calls me up while she's still driving home. And she says, oh, my God, Aaron, I can't. But now, this, now, understand, this girl knows my personality. She does not want to give me a compliment at all because she knows it's going to go straight to my head. So she says, oh, my God, Aaron, you're not going to believe it. I say, what's that? Uh, the girl, her daughter, was twirling her hair. Now, this is a three- or four-year-old. I care, maybe four, a little bit older than three. She's twirling her hair. She says, Mom, who's your really handsome friend? And I'm like, that's it. That's it. Smart kid. No, it was a smart kid. That is a smart kid with very good taste, brilliant vision, good sense and judge of character. Just the smartest four-year-old girl there ever was. (laughs) So, but, you know, then the kid probably went right back and went to bed. Now, this it's 9 p.m., and these guys are all out. They're all in bed. And uh, I was kind of—I don't know—I had—I had gone out hiking at Sabino Canyon. Atham, look this up. It's uh, Tucson, Arizona. Sabino Canyon is one of my favorite hikes to do in Arizona. And um, I drove down. I thought I could get back in time. I forgot. It's—it's it's a two-hour drive down. 
just to Tucson. And then it's 40 minutes fighting all these snowbirds from Wisconsin who are the worst drivers in the world, I might add. I'm being deadly serious about that. Wisconsin are the worst drivers. So you still have to drive 40 minutes, only about 15 miles in, but because of stop-and-go traffic, 40 minutes to get to the trailhead off the interstate, do the hike, and then 40 minutes back in the interstate back up. And I didn't get back until 7 p.m. Um, but uh, it was a beautiful hike. Uh, the reason I like it so much is it's one of the rare trails in Arizona that has a river going through it. I would say, some people would say stream. I'd say this this qualifies as a river, especially out here in the west. Shoot, over in Wyoming, there's washes. They don't even call them streams, creeks. There's a wash. Like sometimes there's water going through it, sometimes not. Then they call it a wash. And then the river, when they call it a river, like that, that's not a river. But this qualifies as a river. It has waterfalls, rapids. You got to hike seven times. The road goes across the river, but they have the river flow over it. I had a, I forgot about that part, and it must have snowed or rained a lot more than I realized. Because I could have swore the last time I did it, all I had to do was take off my shoes two times. The rest of the time, you could kind of walk over the rocks and get across to the other side dry. This time, there was so much water, I had to bathe. I'm like, I'm going to get wet. You don't want to have wet because this is going up up the hill, up the trail. Uh, I, I insisted on taking the time to take my shoes off, my socks off, then dry my feet, put the socks back on. You dry with the upper part of the sock, so the foot part of the sock does not get wet, and you don't get blisters, and you don't get uh, 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 foot rot, or uh, what is it called, athlete's foot. So it's a three-and-a-half-mile hike up this paved road where there are seven spots where the water falls over it. And there's trams for all the fat people from Wisconsin and Asian tourists to, to go up and, and do that. And for some reason, a lot of Amish people were out there today, which is fine. That's cool. Come on, join. How you doing? So you hike the three and a half miles. And then if you want, you can go back down the paved trail or you can do about, oh, maybe 400, if that, feet of switchbacks up to the rim of the canyon you follow the river and the canyon road back down to the trailhead, and then you come off the canyon <clears throat> peak, and, and then you finish up your hike there. And it's just just beautiful because you get uh, different types of views. You get the water. You get the water flowing. There's always the threat of mountain lions attacking. They say, mountain lions in this area. Whatever you do, don't carry a gun. I'm like, fuck you. Old captain hid the gun rather well from the uh, non-attentive liberal arts major graduate uh, park ranger who was taking my five dollars in cash. And um, and it's a good you get some good uphill, you get some good cardio, then you come back down, and it's but by the time you're done driving, driving is the hardest part. That's the hardest part. So I got back, and oh, maybe I'll go out. Maybe I'll go see. And no, everybody. The family went to bed. My other friend, she's like at her place sleeping. They're not sleeping, drinking with her other buddy, and they're clear across the other side of town. And I'm like, you know what? I got to do a podcast here. It's been a while. Um, and I do apologize for not having the Curse Free podcast. As I'm quickly learning, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, um, it, it's almost impossible time-wise. I, I barely got my taxes done. Uh, and I have all these annual things I have to do. No freaking, there's just no time, especially now with asshole consulting, which I'm not complaining. God bless. Thank you. I appreciate it. But um, 
yeah, if you're in Arizona, you want to do some hiking. I didn't even get close. I wanted to go do some hiking in Payson until I found out how cold it is up there because that's on the upper plateau. Arizona is basically two. It's a plateau, and then it goes into a desert. So there's the upper northern half of Arizona, which is the upper plateau, and then you go down into the desert as the southern half or southern two-thirds. And it's cold up in that plateau, so you don't. I wanted to go hiking in Payson, didn't want, and then I looked at temperatures. I no, I don't want to go hiking in Payson. I did manage to see the Salt River. Didn't get any time to hike in the Salt River, and uh, I have to do Sabino. And now, now I got to leave for Vegas in two, three days, and that is where I'll stay. And I never got my gun training. Never got. I never went to Gunsight Academy. This is the one that all the vets say, oh, you got to go there. I'm like, oh, well, this guy's a, not just a regular vet, a combat vet. This guy says to go there. He says that's the best one in the country. And it must have got to Gunsight's head because they, they heard about how great they are. And uh, it, it's $1,700 in $1,735 for the introductory course to AR-15 training. <laughs> I'm like, No. And and they're in the middle of nowhere. They're in this town called Paulden, which I'm sure maybe has a hotel or two. But it's just like, yeah, you know what? Um, no, I I uh, I think I can learn a little bit more on YouTube. Frankly, I won't lie to you. I know, I know, I'm not a combat vet, and I know, I know, I'm not a SWAT team guy. There's a couple people they put quote on their site. Oh, this is the best training. I I'm the SWAT team trainer. Am I? Then I didn't. I, yeah, you know what? For seventeen hundred thirty-five dollars, I'll go talk to a bunch of old vets in town. They'll teach me a little bit more for free. I'll take the crappy classes they have over in Minnesota, and that'll that'll get me by in the meantime. I'm gonna watch YouTube. I'm gonna train myself, <clears throat> and then then when the house is paid for, then I'll start affording myself such a such a lug, uh, luxury. But I thought it was. Each class was around a couple hundred bucks. You could take a bunch of different classes, and I looked at the first class. This is just the first. This is this is intro. This is one hundred and one. I didn't know they'd be charging a, a, a what is it? University and college level tuition. I thought, and now admittedly, the skills you learn are much more practical than liberal arts or the humanities. But uh, I think for four days and seventeen hundred dollars. I mean. I don't even think you get food. Like, if it was that much, I think, oh, they could get food? Is it good food? <sighs> and I know. All the gun nuts now who know of this, and I'm not joking, this is the premier creme de la creme. And it is what the market will bear. People are paying that much, I understand. But uh, right now, there's all these gun nuts. That's the best you are not going to get it. I know. I know. It's probably the best in the world. Bar Navy SEAL training, it's probably the best in the world. I can't afford it. Which means I lugged my AR-15 down here for no damn good reason. Except to maybe go shoot in the desert. Maybe I'll have to do that. Got some old ammo. Go out, shoot the AR-15. Then you gotta clean it. That's the problem. But that's what the girlfriend is for. I forgot. She's coming down. And and she didn't complain. See, now I'm starting to think. How could I trap her? <laughs> How could I fool her or trick her into complaining? And then I say, here's the gun. Go clean it. Ah, that'd be, that would be violating the rules. You, have, you can't trick them into complaining. 
for the sole purpose of getting them to clean your guns. This is just this is just boyfriend girlfriend training. Let me give you some pointers here. See, they're going to complain enough on their own, especially early on, and that's that's where you get them. You say, "Oh, it's so childish. It's so childish. It's so sad. It's so defeating." But it's every girl. It's their nature. It's every girl. It's like, "Oh, you have a and then then you have the choice." Yes, dear, which is what 95% of you do. And then there's the 5% of us that say, oh, the car needs an oil change? And and, and you, you, you want to go shoot guns, but you don't, oh, well, here, you can clean the gun and you can change the oil. Ran into uh, an, an episode of this as well. And it's really sad, really sad, because it, it shows you it has nothing to do with the what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's not chosen. It's not conscious. Women, women are women. They have a different psychology. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but thank God I am here to tell you guys this revolutionary observation, this epiphany, that women have a different psychology than men. But I had another uh, data point where one of the most stable, intelligent women I look up to and respect just fucking went full female. And lost it, and and I'm not even joking here, guys. I'm not even joking here. And this is a, this is a skill you gotta, I guess, with age or <clears throat> you guys say no, that's unacceptable. I don't care about your period. I don't care about what drugs you're taking. I don't care about whatever. You want to be treated like equals. By God, we're gonna treat. Come on, think about that, guys. If you, well, I had my period or whatever, whatever the male equivalent. Well, I took some drugs. Well, I'm switching my birth control. Well, I I had a bad day at work. That doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. But I had another episode where where I was like, you know, top dog, top gun gal, just had a female brain fart moment, and I was like, uh, no, no, not um, Clary doesn't do that. Now this is not my girlfriend though. This is a friend. This is a colleague. But, but so you, you don't, well, one, you don't have to put up with it. You just leave. <laughs> That's what you're like. I'll see you. Bye. It's, let me know when, when the feels and the emotions are over. Let me know when this crap ends. Uh, we'll catch up with you later. But it, it was sad. It, it was, it was kind of saddening because I always like to think, yeah, you know, there's some good, yeah, there's girls out there. Yeah, they're in and out. This was kind of like the last one. This is, you know, I'm 42. Um, you know, and gals, I've held out for you long enough to, like, kind of prove you're equal beyond, you know, like, okay, yes, I, I know women are different and we should absolutely treat everybody equally. But I always thought, like, no, 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 there's some gals out there. No, doesn't matter. You're girls. You're girls. You, you, have, you have lapses of logic and reasoning, you do. All of you do. It's do, man. I understand, but not to the extent, not to where emotions. You know, guys, when guys goof up on logic, it's either because we're stupid or horny. <laughs> that's that's. But we don't cry. We don't get emotional. We don't collapse. We just kind of like, oh shit, what was I thinking? Oh, I was horny. Okay, there. I'm not saying it's any better, but it's not like. We we just can't handle life anymore, and it's like no, I wanted to bang that chick, so I did some nasty stuff or some immoral stuff, or I just plain fucked up, or I got drunk, or whatever. 
The other time, we're just dumb. We're like, oh, shit, I wasn't thinking about that. Oh, shit. But we, we, don't, we don't collapse then. We don't, we don't uh, uh, blame it on feelings or hormones. But, man, girls do. And you know what? I'm done. After a while, here's what happens. This, is, this inevitably is what led me to the red pill before there was the internet to confirm what the red pill was. So imagine how hard this was. Inevitably, you have to look at your own life experiences as one long empirical longitudinal study. And you have to look at it and say, wait a minute. Am I supposed to... When, when does my life experience start to hold currency and cachet and start to overrule what logic, common sense, or what other people are telling me. Again, with, you know, the the mothers, I've talked about the, the mom with, with the, she might have gotten hit by a truck. Girls aren't calling you back. Girls are standing you up. Uh, and your mother would say, well, maybe she, she got sick. Maybe her phone broke. Maybe, maybe this. And I remember one time my mom said, maybe she got hit by a truck. You never know. And even that kind of was where I was like, okay, you you obviously are going to lie to make your children feel better. But inevitably, what you have to do, even at the age of 25, you know, 15 to 25, you hit puberty, that's, uh, that's 12, 13 years of chasing girls. That's quite a long amount of time and data. And after a while, I know, I know women don't like to hear this, but again, you girls start dating guys. If you've dated girls regularly and consistently for a decade, you can start drawing some pretty accurate conclusions. Like they're irresponsible, they're callous, they're egotistical, they lack uh, altruism. Is empathy the thought or the concern of others? You, you you have every right to say, yeah, most women are bitches. Most of them are unreliable pains in the asses when it comes to dating. <clears throat> and here I am. I still held out. You know, maybe maybe this might be true. Maybe that might be true. Even with friends. There's this one guy. He was my friend. And, and, and by the third time I gave him a shot to get his life together, I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, no, no more. The empiricism, the reality, what I have witnessed, uh, uh, I have to start accepting that as fact. Not what logic says, not what common sense says, not what the population says. I have to I have to interact with what this person is in my life. And that's another thing. A lot of people say, well, it's selection bias. That's you. Well, I got news for you guys. And that may be true, and that's a good and valid point where it's like, you, your individual life experience... Whatever rules, correlations, uh, phenomenon you've witnessed does not mean those rules, correlations, phenomenons, uh, etc. is the rule of the natural world or what other people are going to experience. But it sure the fuck is what you're experiencing. And not to be greedy or selfish, but you should be concerned primarily about how you interact with the world. Now, this, this does call into... Um, the argument that you should reevaluate yourself absolutely self self judgment uh self testing taking an inventory but if you do that and you're honest and still get, you know what that's what you get to deal with that's your world like i'm trying to think of a simplifying an example um 
Oh, let's let's just go with the classical example where you you, you know you're fishing in the wrong hole. All these girls are crazy or whatever. You're fishing in the wrong. Maybe you just attract the wrong type of. You know what? Maybe you do, and maybe no matter what variable you change, you just happen to attract the wrong type of woman. Well, guess what? As far as you're concerned, your reality, most women are going to be the wrong type of women. Same thing with girls. You attract these players. Oh, I attract married guys. Oh, I attract these player guys. Oh, I attract these guys who who pump and dump me. And you could say, okay, all right, I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to go to church. Uh, I'm not going to hop into bed with the guy right off the bat, yada, yada, yada. And let's say you go and you make these changes. And you're still attracting those guys. Well, you know what? After a while, you've done everything you possibly could. You're going to have to accept, well, this is the reality. This is the population I get to deal with. And so that was, that's inevitably, <clears throat> look, I'm not living the next half of my life, half, the next last third of my life, disadvantaging myself and handicapping myself for idealistic laws or rules or things we'd like to see in society, especially as it pertains to the sexes. But I, I, I mean, I wasn't a very patient or tolerant man before, but I, I am done on multiple levels uh, if you don't have a job and you're not supporting yourself I don't give a shit I don't care if you're an able-bodied man or woman I have no empathy for these people I want to see people walk the walk and talk the talk I'm sick and tired of seeing a bunch of fucking fake hypocrites in my industry um, someday I, I don't think it would be it would do any good but um, nah there'd be no good in that and blowing the lid off of a bunch of posers and fakers <clears throat> But but I'm 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 done with those people. They're not my life anymore. I'm not dealing with these frauds and charlatans. That oh, I mean the 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 Ty Lopez is. Hey, look at this. Look at my fucking Ferrari. Hey, it's not as nice as my books. It's not as a pay. God, that guy just. I thought like, eh, maybe you know. I looked into him. Like the guy did work in the real world, and if he's helping people out, but what what. Where I drew the line is when I saw the video of him pulling up in his Ferrari next to this chopper. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Just fuck you. I don't even care if it is your chopper. You should be smart enough to know that that's just bullshit right there and it's going to make you look like a fucking prick. But he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. These other people, they're just faking it. They're they're lead, they're they're lying to themselves in their own mind that they're legitimate uh, independent men who are leading this red pill alternative media type world and I'm like no you're just hopping on a bandwagon and making money because you never could find a fucking job otherwise no one would have you and hey hey he who cast the first stone without sin on the whore who banged somebody else's husband cast the first okay I understand I wasn't exactly the most reliable employee I, I actually I was reliable I just wasn't the most jiving employee with my uh, employers uh, but I didn't I survived I didn't get no handouts I didn't go running around you know begging for money and then at the same time that very night start dispensing advice to young people it's 100% authentic here guys like like when I when I go and, and take a picture of my truck that's my truck my 12-year-old truck. And I'm like, oh, look at me and my Ferrari. But you know what's not important as knowledge. Where was I going with that? Oh, and among the pe- group of people I'm cutting out, the stuff I'm not tolerating, 
the changes I'm making henceforth is, I'm sorry, ladies, that was kind of the last straw, like, uh, of this belief, this idealism I wanted to hold on to, where it's like, yeah, women have the capacity, they have the choice, they have the agency to do, at least in this one capacity in regard as, as what men are they, they have the capacity to be logical, that, and I'm like, no. Because if this this person if this person couldn't do it, then none of you girls could. You couldn't. You just can't. Because it's it's not your fault. There's nothing wrong. That's what makes men men can't do certain things, and women certainly can't do it. There's always that emotional collapse. There's always that emotional component. There's always that hormones are off. Oh my god! And one, I don't care. Because and here's what's sad for you girls. I'm, I'm terribly sorry for you ladies, and, and this goes for traditionalist women as well. The rules men have been presented today are that of you are exactly identical to men, and we better treat you like that. Otherwise, we're going to be called sexist. And to be fully honest, ladies, it's only fair if you demand to be treated exactly like men. You want all the responsibility, or you want all the benefits of being a man you want to be treated like men then you get to face the responsibilities and then we're going to treat you like men and that's the majority opinion and where that is unfortunately unfair is to the traditional women who say no i like being a woman i like being the emotional nurturing type of yin to the yang of uh, emotionless but strong men i i want to have that caveat, a caveat that get out of jail free card, and I'm willing to give up certain things like okay, the father is the head of the household or whatever else. He's uh, subscribing to more traditionalism. I'm willing to go back to that traditional role. I'm sorry, ladies, you cannot go back to the traditional role unless you have a very frank and forward conversation with your boyfriend or your husband, and you guys agree to that and you adhere to it. But until you meet your husband or your boyfriend or whoever you're going to stick around with. The the interaction, the interplay, the courting, the dating, the uh, whatever you want to call it, the foreplay, non-sexual foreplay. I mean, before you actually settle down with a guy, men are going to, when we're told, hey, you better treat women X, Y, and Z, and they're equals, and by God, oh, there may be a few girls here or there, but uh, we're not going to even mention them. Unfortunately, ladies, that's how men have to play the game. Whether we want traditionalism or not, we have to play by these rules because that's what the majority at least say they want or at least act how they want. Deep down inside, I think every woman would like to go back, or not everyone, but the vast majority of women would like to go back to the way it was in the olden days. But since we're told it's sexist if we believe something else, you girls say and parrot what these people say, and then you act that way, I'm sorry for the 5%, if I were to use my readership percentages as anyone, maybe the 9% that explicitly state that they want traditionalism. I'm sorry, girls. Your job then, and, and I had a client like this, poor girl, she wanted a traditional husband. And I don't know where to find a guy. A guy. I'm in Seattle. All the guys are pussy-ass, beta-faggity wimps out here. How do I find a guy who's a real traditional? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're, you, and men are responding. The men are responding one of two ways. Either they get very angry because this is against nature, 
uh, and you turn into a guy like me who's impatient, uh, traditional classical red pill, we're not going to stand for it, we're going to hold to traditionalism, and by God, you're either going to do this or we'd rather be by ourselves, or you get the compliant, constantly chasing the moving goalpost, standard hipster, limp-wristed, beta millennial males. The ones who, who whose grip strength is less than women from the 1940s. The one whose testosterone is lower than mine. The ones who, like these girls, I mean, this is a, and this is a complaint. You can certainly ask a lot of these ladies on college campuses. You know, where have all the good men gone? For once they're right. Where the hell have all the good men gone? <laughs> but this is the consequence. And, and so for uh, at least... For the traditional women, if they want to, they can at least go to the internet and start searching for traditional men or traditional masculinity. And with enough clever searching, they will find a community of men who would probably go for that. And I would say that there are there's a higher supply of men than there is a higher supply of women who want that. So women who are looking for traditionalism in the relationships. If you look for it, you'll find them. But the problem is, ladies, and even right there, you girls are going to have to initiate it because that's kind of the policy now. The policy is no traditionalism. And so, sadly, especially, you know, if that's the that's kind of the first stage everyone has, okay, women are equal to men, you're going to have to go and initiate. You're going to have to find these guys. And if and if one thing taught me here's here's where the early it was before the internet but this was that you know when old captain was hitting puberty I don't know 85 86 maybe 86 87 many years ago uh yeah 30 years ago we, I remember oh well women are equal I remember this well women should be asking men out then and and I had the expectations here I am 7th 8th grade I had the delusional expectations that women were actually going to be coming up to men. Girls were going to be coming up to boys who weren't even men and women back then and asking us out at equal rates of us asking women out. And and it never transpired. And since that's the most important thing to a teenage boy who's hornier than hell is girls were like, hey, this is unfair. This is not right. You guys are living up to the bargain. Of course, it was, well, maybe you're just ugly, but then it, it didn't take a lot to compare notes to find out, hey, girls aren't asking guys out at all. Why do we got to do this? What's going on? So it was this, this early hint that women just were not going to live up to their side of the bargain. And the reason why is no matter how much they go and march, no matter how much they tattoo on their titties, no matter how many tramp stamps, no matter how many piercings, no matter how many weird haircuts and, and dye colors are in their hair, in the end, they aren't men. In the end, they are not courageous or brave as men, and they're much more fragile than men. They are cowards when it comes to getting their feelings. They will not put their feelings on the line. They will not risk it. And men, because of genetics, biological programming, and this transcends politics, they'll still ask the girls out. But as those testosterone levels have gone down, as, as socialism and leftism and feminism has influenced more and more men to higher and higher degrees, boys, uh, the, I, don't, I don't think the guys are asking the girls out as much. 
You throw in the internet technology. We've gone down this road before, but now, ladies, sorry, you, 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 what you wanted is coming into fruition. And especially for your traditional girls, if you want that guy, you are unfortunate. I'm not saying you have to ask him out, but you're really going to have to go and start talking to him. You're going to have to flirt with them, kind of like they did in the olden days. You're going to have to make it known, and you're going to have to fit it in the conversation. Like, Think of this. Put yourself in the situation of the poor traditional girl. <clears throat> How exactly do you, at the age of 18, 19, 20, especially if you have the wisdom and foresight to know that you want to be a stay-at-home mom, you want to have your kids early, um, and then you'll have your career starting in your 30s when the kids are out. How exactly do you sell that? To a modern day millennial boy. How do you sell that? You could you might be able to sell to a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old who's a little bit older and maybe a little bit more understanding or patient. Um but even then, I mean, how do you exactly fit that into conversation? I had a couple clients, one client and a couple of younger ladies who are fans that I know, you know, how do I find it? And they're in a really difficult position that's kind of awkward to fit in there now you go on a couple dates and you should be able to kind of make it very clear like i am a republican or libertarian i believe in the nuclear family and i want to have children before x time and these are my goals i mean you're you're going to have to actually in a real true woman sense a true woman sense you're going to have to be clear, you're going to almost have to take the lead, and you're going to have to tell the guy, and you're going to have to stand on, on those principles more like here your, your standards. This is what I want out of a guy. And that's about the only way you... Now, for every guy, it's like that's all they have to do. They got the choice of the litter. There's plenty of thousands, millions of men, multiple times as many women that would like to have a traditional setup. Uh, but, but understand it from the female's perspective. It, it, one... They're not genetically programmed to do that. Two, they're biologically. It's it's a much higher hurdle to jump for these women than men. We can we can ask girls out all day, get our asses shot down, and after a while you don't even notice it. It's nothing hard. But remember that one gal I told you the story about before. She she would hem and haw. She she didn't she wouldn't hem and haw. She did hem and haw for six whole damn months, to the point that where I got sick and tired of. It, I say you either fucking ask him out. Well, I'm not even, I'm not done dealing with this bullshit. And she started crying. The girl would rather cry. That's how much pain and agony and suffering it was for her to go up instead of just simply ask, hey, you want to go? He says, no, nah, not really. I mean, that that's how it is in their mind. I'm trying to be somewhat empathetic, sympathetic. I don't know the difference. So anyway, so this this latest, and, and now I'm, I'm kind of done. Now I'm just kind of, yep. It's all moot anyway. We're all going to die, and, and when the sun goes supernova, there won't be any record of humans anyway. I always put things in that nice nihilistic concept or context. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not living the remainder of my life like I lived the first half. That's not happening. And I'm not dealing with the headaches or the worries or, oh, God, did I do something wrong? Oh, you, it's in my mind now. I can literally write it off. Eh, she's just having a female moment. She's just being a girl. And yeah, sadly, ladies, yeah, that's where you pat on the head. Okay, you need your time. All right, okay. No, no, there's much more important shit going on, but don't worry. Don't worry, we understand. 
And that's all in light of no matter how. You girls can call me sexist till the day as long. It doesn't change the fact that it's true. And thankfully, sexism doesn't mean anything. Sexist, racist, homo, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And a real man just doesn't give a flying fuck anymore. I think I think with Trump and all this, there's, you know, I'll wait and see. Because I don't know if men are taking a cue, let alone women are taking a cue from the election of Trump. But the guy proved that you can just tell it like it is, be horrendously politically incorrect, and you'll get rewarded. <laughs> you'll get rewarded. I, that's one thing I wish I could tell myself when I was in my teens and 20s. Like, just, just tell him to fuck off. Like, that girl that's going to, like, you know, be, like, 15 minutes late, order your food, wharf it down. You can eat fast, kid. You, you you eat very fast. Eat your food, pay for your shit, and then leave. Just leave. No, don't call her. Leave. Actually, I don't even think I could call her because we didn't have... Yeah, we did have cell phones back in those days. That's right. We did have cell phones in those days. Oh, shall we do some podcasts or uh, some sponsors? Let's do some sponsors. The Poodcast is brought to you in part by Run Guts Pull Cones and Pushing Rubber Downhill, two books by Adam Piggott that you can go to pushingrubberdownhill.com, buy his books, you can also listen to his podcast. He had an interesting one um, I've been going through. I binge, so it's been a couple months since I went through his. He had an interesting one where uh, <clears throat> I linked to it. He was talking about how to choose a nice hotel. And... I was kind of going to dismiss it because he's like talking the bare bones is $300 for the hotels he's looking at. I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to afford that. We're we're not Adam Piggott. Not everybody can be Adam Piggott. But um, I said, well, wait a minute. He's talking like, no, if we're going on vacation, we're going to do it right. And so then he went through some do's and don'ts and what to look for to make sure that you get – the best so if you in other words if you're going to spend 300 bucks on a hotel it damn well better be right and so not that everyone would do this every day but i think pretty much everyone that listens here you you guys are going to have one special event in your life where you're going to go to a nice hotel and he's absolutely right so whereas adam may do it more regularly throughout his wife life because he doesn't have children and the good wife doesn't have children either that's why she's the good wife um listen to that that episode um and uh, as well, so uh, you get a visit a site pushing rubber downhill. He's got two books out there, uh, and his podcast. Uh, Enjoy the decline. Uh, that's now available in audio. I don't know what the heck happened to book sales. It was, was kind of lagging because if I don't write, then people don't know who I am, and then I don't get the book sales. But all of a sudden, <clears throat> all my books jumped like a lot in rank. Uh, so if whoever did that, and I would like to thank people for that. Usually. No one tell like the thing with blog is at least you could do your your traffic tracker. You knew where it was coming from, but with Amazon, I don't know where the hits come from. Um, so if somebody knows why, if somebody out there linked to me or, or plugged me a lot, uh, please contact me and let me know. Send me the link so I can send you my thanks and, and send you some traffic myself. Um, because it is only through word of mouth that uh, that this uh, industry exists. And so uh, if someone does me a solid, I, I absolutely want to do a solid in return. But, um, yeah, all the books are doing real well. And other books, including The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Um, that's uh, for all the black gentlemen who simply demand better. That's it. If you demand better out of your life, get that book. It's for you guys. 
Uh, we have bachelor pad economics. That's for everybody, including women. But I don't think women are going to listen because they want to have the feels and uh, and collapse and emotional breakdowns. And then, okay, we're going to go over here now. So uh, that's uh, for everybody there. Uh, Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide for choosing the right major. That's that's a must for everybody. Curse of the high IQ, that's for all of you who are listening right now. I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. I'm saying it because it's true. Um, it, it, it's uh, A lot of people suffer a lot of problems having a high IQ, and they're not aware of it. You guys, it, IQ, the, the more I thought about it, the more I researched it, it's amazing what having a high IQ explains. It doesn't solve these problems, but it explains them. And 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 all I can't promise you solutions with this book, but I can promise you sanity. That is what that book provides. It provides explanations and sanity. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for because as you get a little bit older, you realize that some problems have no solutions and trying to solve them only leads to insanity. So I do provide sanity so you know, oh, it can't be solved. It's something I just have to accept. Reconnaissance Man, great book. Um, I just did a video. The guy wanted me to put together uh, my top 10 uh, cities in the United States, and I charge him 35 bucks for it. You don't have to pay 35 bucks. You can just go buy Reconnaissance Man for a fraction of the cost for paperback, a majority fraction of the cost for Kindle, and then a majority fraction of the cost on audiobook. That's uh, Reconnaissance Man. If you don't know where you're going in life or you want to figure out where to go in life or you don't like where you are in life now, get that book. It is the... It's not opinion. It is geometric logic. A method. That's what it is. It's a method to ask yourself some questions, take inventory of who you are, and figure out where to go in life so that you have the best life possible. It really is a book about economics, but it, it talks about you got to you, you know, know thine self. And a lot of people don't know themselves. And all I say is, look, if you don't know thine self, the best way to go and figure it out is to go road trip across the United States and do a little bit of reconnaissance on where you think you should live. And so it tells you how to do that uh, methodologically, methodology, methodologically, with a process and then the last chapter basically just highlights it. The, the, the book is worth getting for the last chapter alone, where I highlight where you should live, where everyone should go and consider living. Because think about how much money you're going to save not buying that piece of shit house over in fucking, I don't know, Jersey. And you know, hey, how should you buy a place over in Florida or Texas instead? And you live longer because you're getting more sun and you're happier. You're not living with a bunch of leftist fucking retards who still think, eh, the union it takes care of us. The union, the union, we're going to go back there. I always get a kick out of how conservatives and libertarians are mocked and ridiculed for wanting to go back to the 50s. And we're talking predominantly economic growth and nuclear families. Man, you unions, holy shit. Most of you guys in the unions weren't even around when the unions had their day. Oh, we're going to go back to the 20s. We're going to go back to the 30s and the 40s. My favorite is the Iron Range up in Minnesota where these union people, they're so stupid. They shoot off their own dicks. They vote Democrat. The Democrat is headed up not by old school union guys who want to bring jobs nobly to the Iron Range, but it's headed up by environmentalists and a bunch of lip-dick faggots, not gay, but you know, weak, limp-wristed, groom-beard, salmon-wearing jeans, pussies known as millennials who are now environmentalists and they head up the Democrat Party in Minnesota. And they aren't going to... I think they just denied 
there's a was it Rio Tinto? They wanted to go and invest in this mine up in Minnesota, and then all the environmental regulations came through, and they just like, ah, fuck it, <laughs> ah, fuck it, and you, you unions. You guys keep voting that in. You you know, your party is the Democrats. Remember that. Don't think. Don't look who's trying to, like, get rid of NAFTA. Don't look who's trying to, like, you know, put tariffs on jobs that export jobs overseas. No, no, no. You you keep voting for Hillary. Why? Because there's a D in front of her. The D stands for dipshit. <sighs> so there's that book. Um. Anyway, all those books except for The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. So if you're like me and you don't like... uh reading books you like listening to things because you got other stuff to do you want to hike gosh i got through six hours of the beckloff he did his regular saturday night podcast then he did a a sports ball super coverage on sunday to mock the the um the super bowl and i even got a little bit of bill burr in there and uh that was that was seven hours. I, I could listen to books, but I already write and read too much anyway. But, uh, yeah, all those books are available for your convenience, for you younger folk out there who know how the fucking interwebs work, uh, in Kindle. So uh, go ahead. Get, you pay a little bit more, but you're going to save yourself a lot of time. You'll save yourself literally hours um, not having to sit in one place and read. Uh, then we have my other books. There's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Captain's Quarterly, those are the three books slash, I'd say, magazine uh, that um, is the best of my blog posts. Captain's Quarterly includes a very nice, very pretty, beautiful, scantily clad model where there's a pinup in between every post. And she dresses in everything from classic 1950s housewife attire to very scantily clad lingerie. Go ahead, get yourself that copy. It is a little bit more expensive, obviously. Um, because it's in color, but I want it to be a work of art. And again, one of these days when I find a regular group, can't have one, can't have the same model all the time. Guys need variety. Uh, once I get like a rotation of good quality models who can shut the fuck up on time. How's that going there, Vince? Vince, not not uh, Vincent, not not Vince Jameson, different uh, micro celebrity within the caposphere. How's that going, Vincent? <laughs> I can find you some How's that going, huh? Um, and then uh, also day-by-day cartoon, our good friend Chris Muir. If uh, you are looking for your daily funny ha-ha of interweb and political cartoonery, go to daybydaycartoon.com. And if you're looking for some audio recording work, uh, may I recommend two young gentlemen to you, jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Two young gentlemen who, I would, they are professionals. Um, they've recorded, both of them have recorded some books of mine. And um, the the voice you guys hate on my YouTube channel, like, why don't you read your own? Uh, it's because I, I don't have the time, frankly. It's really sad. I, I do not have the time. And uh, this young gentleman, he does the recording and the editing and everything. So if, maybe you, you prefer I read it, but I ask that you listen to him for his professionalism and his high-level audio quality. Um, And uh, if you have any recording needs, go to those two gentlemen there, jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Let them know that the old captain sent you. All right, we got a ton of uh, fan mail here because I haven't read through it and I just got to clean out my email uh, address. You could send fan mail. 
by emailing me at capitalism at yahoo.com. The abbreviation for captain, not captain capitalism, the abbreviation for captain, capitalism at yahoo.com. And uh, I have not gotten any hate mail in a long-ass time. Makes me wonder if I'm doing things right or if I have somehow... Fuck, I'm, I'm not joking. I and I and Not that I don't like the, the fan mail, I do. Uh, but the, the hate mail is just so much better. <laughs> I don't know if the left is... It's all, I haven't gotten any death threats in a while. I haven't gotten any hate mail. I'm wondering if people just like, eh, don't bother with them. Or they know. Or maybe maybe they just... Oh, I'm just so personable. They like me anyway. Uh, Davis writes, Hello, Aaron, Cappy Cap, and all the pseudonyms. I bought Worthless from my girlfriend's 17-year-old brother and my boss's 18-year-old son. I know they get more than the cost of the book's worth from it. Well, yeah, they didn't pay anything. What are you doing giving people my... Don't give people my books. Make them pay for it. They have they have to suffer in order to learn. Not to mention, I don't make money that way. This is why I don't, I don't give my books to libraries. I know I did and certainly enjoyed it. Proud to say that I haven't fallen into any point categories myself regarding the Clary test, though you would probably give me a point for buying a new car and having a son. Um... No, uh, that, that's not, the Clary test is very literal. You can piss away your money and have illegitimate children. It will not affect you on the Clary test. Um, it affect your finances and affect your son's life, but it's not going to affect you on the Clary test. Granted, I'm 28 and a machinist by trade. Thank you for simply doing all you do as a result of your efforts I've taken to sharing your name with all who have ears to hear. Good. If you're ever in Oklahoma City... Our 7-Elevens have your beloved Rooster Booster Light. Keep up the easy work of taking our money as it's a worthy investment in our lives, in the lives of many. Thanks again, Davis. Well, thank you very much, Davis. And yes, I do I do uh, like that Rooster Booster Light. Basically, I just got to go south into Iowa. Once I get into Iowa, I know they're there. Uh, I always stop at the quick trips there. I know in uh, Phoenix it's the QT. And uh, now it's good to know that the 7-Elevens have them. I'm, because I looked into it, I didn't know that there was a another subsidiary. Maybe 7-Eleven is the same subsidiary as QT. But it's, it's good to know that. So now, because usually 7-Elevens, I wouldn't stop at a 7-Eleven. I kind of draw the line there. It's kind of like, no. It's not even that I'm going to get shanked or something like that. It's just kind of like, if i got to take a piss or i got to take a shit, I don't want herpes on the toilet seat. You know, that's really kind of what it boils down to. And every seven, not every, but most of them, I kind of look. I'm like, eh, no, no, I'm, I don't have my pistol. I uh, no, and I, I don't need any. A lot of them don't even have gas. Okay, well, why do you, why do you exist then? What, what you know, at least you got to have gas to get everybody to come in to buy the candy. I just... So, <clears throat> well, thank you very much. Uh, this next one comes from. Uh, Ryan, Ryan writes, Aaron Cleary, just an update you might be interested in hearing. I graduated with a Bachelor's of Science and Liberal Arts degree, did the two-prong approach studying programming on the side. How do you get a Bachelor's of Science in Liberal Oh, you got a BS Liberal Arts, okay, a bullshit Liberal Arts degree. He graduated with a bullshit Liberal Arts degree, did the two-prong approach studying programming on the side. Now my company will pay me to attend a coding boot camp where they will hire me on after... As a programmer for 60000 a year, I am a young 20-year-old. You changed my life. I embraced the suck and did what you told me, and now I am in IT. Thanks again, Ryan. Well, thank you, Ryan. You know what? That we will save 
that will go into the the box of mementos uh, so that's a good one there let's go <clears throat> to the other email pay oh good lord god damn it I got Yahoo email and every time I keep posting like spam block don't send they still send it anyway oh Ralph Penner writes I, hey Cap I heard something the other day that I thought you might like. The left loves to divide people into all these different groups, black, white, yellow, Muslim, Christian, atheist, rich, poor, middle-class men, women, and all the alphabet soup of genders, etc. And they love to play identity politics with all this. What's the one question they never ask? And what are they? What are the only two groups we should really care about? They never ask, is this a good person? Isn't that the main thing we're worried about? Great question. Absolutely. That, but you see, the left... Okay, you're confusing. You're not confusing. You are assuming the left has good and moral intentions. They do not. They are evil, they are despicable, and they are thieves. And a thief never... If they're going to scam you, they're never going to tell you. So they hide and mask it behind all these good intentions and setting up a, a fall guy or a, a, a... What's it called? Not a boogeyman, a... um where they blame everything on that group of people or that person, a patsy, whatever, uh, so that they can rationalize taking away that other person's money. Um, <clears throat> but this is this is a good question that everybody who is, shall we say, bi-curious about joining the conservatives or the libertarians, are you thinking about leaving the left? Have you Have you witnessed how people in the left do not act and merely say? This is a great question. They never ask, is this a good person? Isn't that the main thing we're, we're worried about? Don't we want more good people and less bad people? More people with virtuous characteristics, less people on the non-virtuous kind. That should be the goal. Funny how that never comes up. And as long as we're stuck playing defense on identity politic issues, it never will. Rolf, well, thank you, Rolf. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, but again, the left has no desire. The left wants... Look, the, the left not only wants people's money and they need to make enemies or... or criminals that we can then make the argument that the victims of said criminals are entitled to recompense <clears throat> but the left also wants bad people to vote for them this is why they always go to jail they want to get felons who uh, haven't yet served their time they have not paid their debt to society they want them to have the right to vote they want illegal aliens to have the right to, to vote um, and it's not necessarily that they want bad people to vote, although they certainly want those people too, but they want dumb people to vote. Uh, Chris writes, Hey Cap, as someone who watches your videos and reads your books, I thought myself prepared for the absolute craziness of dealing with HR reps. <laughs> the fact that I'm a machine operator at Textile Mill also helped me lure me into a full sense of security. I could have never have been more wrong. Reading your slamming on HR people as useless idiots who think what's your favorite animal is a legitimate hiring question in no way prepared me for actually dealing with them. Let me be clear though, this was not my mill. Oh, okay, so he's telling the story of another <clears throat> another mill. These were, uh, I don't want to mention their names. Uh, these were two different employees relaying the story from another company about two different jackass HR people. Let's put it that way. So he's talking about another, he's in the industry. Um, 
six people from various departments were scheduled for a meeting with these clowns at the start of their shift. Um, prepared for something unpleasant, but their heart sank, absolutely sank when they saw uh, at the conference table they were sitting around and had stacks of newspaper, scissors, markers, and glue sticks. After a long inter- introduction uh, of the two torturers, including fun facts about themselves, they were shown a list of ten questions. The questions were expected to ant this. The questions uh, we were expected to answer were everything. The questions they were expected. I'm sorry, I'm reading this wrong. The questions they were expected to answer were everything from what's going on at the plant to what would you do if you were the plant manager for a day. <clears throat> These two useless wastes of air and resources then proceeded to tell them. Uh, tell them to group up and that they had 30 minutes to find pictures in the magazines that they felt related to their answers in each question. They were going to glue them to poster boards and after they were done, they would go around and explain what the pictures meant. (laughs) This is shit you do in like, this is before grade school. This is crap you do when you're, you're four years old. I remember doing this at, at Hamilton High. It was probably Hamilton Middle School back in the day. Over in Sussex, Wisconsin. We went in in the 70s and we did exactly that. I have no idea where this pseudo-psychological bullshittery came from. But obviously, simply, simply asking them to write down answers to the questions or just having them tell them would be too easy. No, they needed to pull this middle school level... Middle school. I wish it was middle school. Middle school level crap just so they could get really vague answers to questions that they didn't even care about. Uh, My friends had to sit through an hour and a half of that disingenuous bullshit and made them contemplate shooting each other in the head as a mercy killing. (laughs) Just shoot the HR people. Anyway, thought you might have found that story funny or maybe depressing. Either way, I hope you enjoy being validated and you're disdained for these type of cunts. If you want to read this or talk about it in your video podcast, I give you my full permission. Sorry if that was long-winded, but people need to know this type of crap goes on every day, and they should be prepared for it in any part of the working world. Sincerely, Chris. Yeah, Chris, I'm sorry to your buddies. Um, Have them obviously listen to this clandestinely. (laughs) It it's kind of sad because it's it's like with the Audi thing, the Audi commercial at the Super Bowl. Like, it's very obvious. Look, do you guys believe me now that business is bullshit? That getting a degree in business is bullshit? Like, these are not intelligent people. If the best, the most cutting-edge shit that these HR people have or business marketers have is social justice warring and virtue signaling and then cutting out things about mills and gluing them to posters... um. I mean, do you understand? Look, it should be an encouragement for you guys to start your own business because whoever's running that mill, they need asshole consulting. They don't need HR cunts. They need asshole consulting. But they'll never hire me because they don't want the truth. They want to be lied to. Um, from a young woman. I don't know if she's young. I just like to call him young. That makes him feel better. Uh, from Anne. Anne writes... Aaron, no need to reply. I wanted to comment. I agree with your commentary regarding women liking to be treated like shit, but I'd also like to add something not often 
hit on, and just so you guys know, my position about women lying to be treated like shit is that nobody likes to be treated like shit. Um, but I go to the economic argument of not, you don't put them on a pedestal either. Uh, but you guys can watch that. Women usually have a choice, men who are complete pushovers and men who are jerks. They choose the jerky men because they are a challenge, but also because these men offer women space. Pushover men tend to smother. Well, that's because pushover men, they have nothing else going on in their lives. I know exactly why this is happening. Pushover men have nothing going else on their, in their lives. And when they get a woman, they just suffocate the girl. They almost view the woman like a thing because they have nothing else going on. And, and, uh, you know, and this happens to every guy when nothing's going on in your life and the only thing you have is the girl. Um, but, but inevitably, the guys who, quote, seem like jerks, they have something else going on. It could be another woman. <laughs> but usually they got other shit going on. It's like, get the fuck out of here. And that by default means if they're not spending their time with you, they're spending their time on something else and something that's more important to them. Or maybe they're just sick of you. But that means they're a much more interesting person. So jerkiness or jerkness is correlated with guys who have agency and purpose. And they're not going to just sit around and wait for you to come home. Uh, Pushover men tend to smother. This is intolerable at the beginning of a relationship. I think that women would prefer nice men who have limits and who stand up for the rights and values but such men are rare. Yep, I'm sorry, Ann. You sound like one of those nice traditional girls who would like to find a nice guy. I'm sorry, but they uh, they were they stopped making those starting in about 1960, I'd say. Uh, oh, this is a long one. Now let's get it all done and over with. Dear Ann, a friend of mine bought your book. Bought me your book, Curse of the High IQ. I don't know whether to thank him or curse him. That which has been seen cannot be unseen, all that. Sometimes what we need to get by is whatever suspense of disbelief we can muster about our fellow man to believe the best of him to get along in this hostile society. I won't go into remembering a value system where your duty was to facilitate achievement, the good, if you're beyond achieving it yourself. Anyway, for whatever it's worth, I wanted to share what little I've learned as it's short Learning the phrase crab mentality years ago summed up things for me in a nutshell. She provides a link. Uh, A friend quotes Rand in describing it as hatred of the good for being good, but it's not just high IQ. Society tries to make a recovered alcoholic have just one drink. Relatives and friends of a formerly super morbidly obese person brings them gifts of food and sabotage them with just once and live a little. People close to you try very hard to keep you in their sphere of comfort and how they are used to relating to you, that's for certain. We can blame it on envy and competition when it's strangers, but it becomes more complex when it's those whom we know love us, unconsciously dragging us down to their own detriment as well as... Oh, good Lord, how long is this? Alright, I'm not going to read it. I... Save that for a reason. Maybe I was going to respond to it. Uh, oh, that can't be it. I had more. Did I have more fan mail? Is that it? Can I go to bed now? Oh, hang on. Maybe maybe that was all. You know what, guys? That was it. That was it for the fan mail. Awesome. I can go to bed early. All right, let's get on with the remaining of the... Uh, of the uh, sponsors. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast and the rest of the Clary Media Empire, it only costs $100 a month. 
and there's no minimum. So it's just, just one month. If you make money, you make money. If you don't, you don't. That's how simple it is. Just email me at capped, C-A-P-T, capitalism. That's capped capitalism, abbreviation for captain, not captain itself, capped capitalism at yahoo.com. It is tax season. I don't know if he has any room for any more clients, but Chad Elkins, uh, if you're a good, reliable uh, tax filer, you don't file extensions. To, uh, Chad would like to hear from you. Contact Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. Go to elkinscpa.com. Click on the little contact button there and see if uh, Chad Elkins has uh, time to do your taxes for you this year. Uh, just to warn you, he may already have his fill of clients. Um, he's always busy. I wanted to come out to Vegas be like, no, I'm not fun. No, I want to stay here and do taxes. Why would I go to Vegas when the technology exists that I could do work on the plane and work on the bus? No, I have to stay here in cold, cold, snowy, windy Chicago. Why would I go where there's sun? I'm a CPA. And then soon he'll start looking like your average CPA. He'll be bald. He'll be fat. And then we'll say, hey, remember when Chad was an okay-looking guy? And we'll be like, no, I don't remember. It was too long ago. And then that will be Chad's legacy. Sadly. But anyway, uh, all serious, uh, serious uh, contact chat. Go to elkincpa.com uh, if uh, you need your taxes done. Or just some financial advice. You need your, your taxes once over by going to elkincpa.com. Uh, we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. We have 405media.com. Uh, Financial Survival Network. That's with our good friend Kerry Lutz. He, he might even make it to Vegas, you know? That's, that's how, oh, when, when Kerry Lutz... Almost old retired man living in Florida makes it to Vegas and, and, and young Chad doesn't make it. I just, you know, low T affects us all, I guess. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Adam Pigas blog and podcast, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Silvio Canto, Canto Talk. You can find him on blogtalkradio.com. And of course, St. Lycus, our father who art in Los Angeles. How it'll be our likeness. Uh, you can visit Tom at blowmeuptom.com. And uh, just so you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you're looking to run advertisements, I, again, I cannot emphasize and endorse Tom Likas enough. Um, I can't guarantee you'll get your money back, like earning it back. You'll get, he'll, he'll, he's not going to cheat you. What I'm saying is, if you advertise with, Ch- with Tom, I find it very hard you wouldn't earn more than what you invested with him. Uh, of course, I can't guarantee anything, but. You know, I know we got a lot more entrepreneurs and hustlers out there, so contact Tom at blowmeuptom.com. Uh, also, if you need some advice, go to assholeconsulting.com, where I, the world's only professional asshole, the dark knight of advice columns, the IKEA of consulting, will pull from his 42 years of painful pushing up the mountain hill. Holy shit, why did I do that? Oh my God, make the pain stop. Years of advice, and uh, years of experience. Uh, don't fuck up like I did. Uh, that that really is uh, half my fi- financial advice that I get. And where I didn't fuck up and I succeeded, I could say, hey, here's what I tried. That didn't send me back five years. So go to assholeconsulting.com. I take pretty much any question as long as I can legally consult you on it. It doesn't have to be a YouTube video. It can be private. We also do um, Skype calls, but that's $200 minimum for $200 an hour because I hate Skyping. I do not do phone calls. Um, And the other thing is, oh, the life improvement plan. If you are a loser and you know if you are, I just had a video come in. And he wanted, 17-year-old kid, he wanted to start asking out girls. 
he was he was an ideal candidate for the life improvement plan, but I couldn't charge him that much because um, he's 17. Uh, but if you are a loser, I, I, I want to try this, okay? And it's it's going to cost you a lot. But here's my question: Do you want to piss away ten grand, five grand on therapists over the next twenty years and not have any changes in your life, or do you want to try it my way? Okay, uh, because you you can treat the problem. Uh, or you can solve the problem. And I'd like to think I came up with the idea to solve the problem. It's called the Life Improvement Plan. It's targeted for you guys who are fat, you losers, you're out of shape, you're living at home, you just have a really shitty, sucky life. Um, look at the Life Improvement Plan. It's LIP. It's up there on the link. Just look for LIP link at the top of assholeconsulting.com. If you think that you need someone to turn around your life, click on that, read through that. Tell me if that doesn't interest you. All right? Uh, because for 5000 bucks. We can turn your life around, or we can we can have a pretty good shot. I guarantee you nothing. I guarantee you nothing. But it's something to consider instead of spending two decades of your life, and Lord knows more than $5,000 I have. For $5,000, is it worth turning your life around for $5,000? That's the real question. So go take a look at that at the Life Improvement Plan at assholeconsulting.com. We have my Amazon affiliate program. If you'd like to help out the old captain, but none of our sponsors... Uh, intrigue you or perk your in or pique your interest uh, go to my amazon affiliate program and do your, all your online shopping there it's another way to support the captain you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and you click on the amazon banner which is located near the top right corner you see the little amazon logo click on that and then do all your amazon shopping there if you do that i get seven percent of all your purchases and it's a way to support me without actually having to make a donation because, frankly, I don't believe in Patreon or donations. I, I just don't. I can understand why some people do it. Um, or in the words of uh, Cynical Libertarian Society, look him up too if you if you want to go down the rage and hate route. Uh, as he as he quotes, not Tom Likas, <clears throat> Stefan Molyneux, if you don't donate, you're stealing from me. <laughs> Uh, oh, I gotta put stuff. I'm I'm sorry. I'm operating from my uh, from my mobile laptop. Visit Stefan Molyneux too. Let's let's throw him a shout out too. He's I haven't listened to him in a while because I've been too busy. Uh, but freedomainradio.com. Um, anyway, so uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so the Amazon affiliate program. Uh, if you don't like donating money, and who does? Because you don't get anything in exchange. Don't. Uh, all I ask you to do is change, ever so slightly change your shopping behavior. Instead of going straight to Amazon.com, go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com first. Click on the Amazon banner, and what that does is it tells Amazon, hey, it came from Cappy's site. So anything you purchase during that shopping session, I get a 7% cut. You don't pay any extra. We It's just a commission that Amazon pays me for, for sending traffic to their site. So if you could get into the habit of doing all your online purchases that way, dude, you are helping out the old captain a lot. I did the numbers. Like, if everybody did it, I'd be making a quarter million a year. If, like, all my regular listeners did that. They got into that habit, uh, I'd, I'd be making bank. Um, but, um, yeah, I, my, my life would improve so much. I, gee, let me think. I'd still bum. I'd still be a cheap-ass bastard. Someone, you know, I, I tell my buddy, like, I don't care if I made a billion bucks. We'd still do the exact same thing. We'd still just be smoking our cigars. I'd still be uh, hiking. I'd still be crashing at different people's places, not necessarily to save money, but to have people to talk to. I'd still drive my shitty car. But the only thing I think that would be different if I like had ungodly sums of money is I would buy a, a Super Snake Mustang, the car, 
and I just buy some more land. I probably buy land. That's what I do. Not out of the United States is why I buy a lot of land, and I'd have like little plan A, B, C, and D all set up. So like if whatever com- country confiscated my money or went to shit, then I could move to that other country. I'd have enough money to live. So I'd have a house in some country with a bank account set for life, another one, another one, and another one, which is kind of the plan I'm doing now, but I don't have enough money to buy a house <laughs> or have the bank account that goes with it. But if you'd like me to have those things, if you would like Cappy to have a plan C, all of you go do your online shopping through his Amazon affiliate program. Uh, well, then we have Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com. That's our good friend, Alex. Uh, where him and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your homework papers for you. Um, he charges very reasonable rates. They also do resumes for $100 each. Uh, so if you are sick and tired of uh, writing pointless, meaningless, hate-the-white-male, leftist, Marxist-indoctrinating, feminist bullshit over your schools and colleges, ha- outsource that. Do what smart corporations do and outsource it to academiccomposition.com. Alex is also always looking for writers and marketers. Both jobs are very boring, but you can do it from a laptop because it's all online. So if you're looking for a job, you're looking for a little bit of money to come in, and you'd like to be like me and hang out in Tucson or Tucson and hike Sabino Canyon, you can do that if you work for Alex at academiccomposition.com. Just let me know the old captain sent you. Uncle Nick, he's got two books, Burning the Midnight, and uh, oh, I'm going off of memory. Burning the Midnight and Uncle Nick. Why can't I think of that? Uncle Nick. Frank Servey is the author. He wrote Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight. The two-story saga of Uncle Nick, a fictional young man, 30-something, who has taken the red pill and pisses off all the right people and endears himself to children because, um, frankly, children like people who tell the truth and they can smell from a mile away when you're lying to them. So Uncle Nick gets into some hilarious antics, gives lectures, tells people to shut the fuck up. It's basically the life you'd like to lead if you're an independently wealthy dude and you have zero fucks to give. Basically, it's it's what would a guy do if he had zero fucks to give, and that would be Uncle Nick. And then we have my two online classes. If you are looking to learn about investing and financing, and finances, I have two classes. One is called the Analysis Evaluation of Stocks, and the more introductory one is called Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. Both are taught by me, but they are taken by predominantly older, retired type of people. So if you're going to take these classes, please be on your best behavior. There's no politics. There's no cursing. There's no nothing. It's actually quite boring. I, I simply just answer questions that people have, and I update the class. i got to do that this year yet still. Um, but they are great classes. Uh, if you want to learn about you know, what is the stock market, just these basic introductory things, that's uh, the class, the uh, Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. Uh, search that one. All you have to do is search it on the Internet. Same thing with the analysis evaluation of stocks. If you'd like to learn how to read financial statements, analyze them, etc., just search that class as well. Why am I searching it? Well, the reason you're searching it is they're only offered online. And they're offered online at hundreds of different places, maybe even a thousand different places. I don't think they broke a thousand. Um, but search it by the title and then uh, just sign up wherever it's cheapest. Now, if you're going to a particular college and you want to get credit for it, then you may have to sign up with that college. Otherwise, if you're just uh, you know taking it as adult community education, adult education, um, that you can find, just it doesn't really matter. It's just for your benefit. 
and you can find it by taking it wherever it's cheapest. And then finally, um, it, it was I. Uh, you know what? No, I'm, I'll save it for the next podcast because I got to do a decent job of it. Because I was like, oh wait, that worked. Holy shit! I better go plug that some more. Because um, I th- I had a sponsor and I thought it wasn't working, and all of a sudden I got a check in the mail. I'm like, holy shit, that's a nice check. I maybe I'll fire them up again. <laughs> maybe we'll get those guys back online. So anyway, that's it for the Clary Podcast. Um, vote, subscribe, link. Share, like, please share. That's the best thing you can do. I know people like, uh, yeah, vote, uh, subscribe. Uh, I really just want you to spread the good word of Cappy. Be it my YouTube channel, the podcast here. You can follow me on Twitter. Find me at Aaron Clary, twitter.com slash Aaron Clary. I'm at gab.ai. I'm on Minds. Uh, stop and you certainly subscribe. But if you see something you like, be it a post of mine at Captain Capitalism or a Facebook post or something, uh, share it. Please share it. That is, you know, once it doesn't get you in trouble or piss off people, please share it as that is the best way. That's the best thing you can really do for me to bring future Cappy Capites online. Uh, check your nuts, boys. Ladies, check your boobs. Uh, help your beloved other by checking her boobs for you and checking his nuts for him. And if you don't, you're just going to have to fidget with your nuts or fidget with your boobs by yourself. Let's protect ourselves from testicular and breast cancer. Um, and what I did right there did more to stop breast cancer, telling you girls to get your mammograms, than all those guys wearing pink gloves did this entire NFL season because none of the money actually goes to help. Okay, I know, like 3% actually does. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.